the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Fidge, sitting on the porch here at Millburgers and uh, talking to you about gardening. So give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. What can we help you with today? 308-8867, 308-8867, or just come on by and visit with us at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Uh, and... Uh, talk to us about uh, what's happening. Trace is uh, kind of coming up on the porch, so we'll talk to him in just a second, uh, find out what's uh, featured, and uh, the plant of the weekend again. We have a great plant of the weekend, by the way. I won't spoil it for Trace, but uh, <laughs> the um, we have a good one. And uh, the also, uh, we'll talk about the tomatoes that are here and what's coming in. So 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll-free, 866-308-8867, if you're calling from outside of San Antonio. Yeah, speaking of tomatoes, uh, if, you, if you're getting in the mood to plant tomatoes, of course, you say, well, what should I be doing now that it's 100 degrees every day? Uh, the main thing you should be doing, because we we go we're going to start planting tomatoes in, especially in earnest, probably the next next week or after week after next, with a new uh, orange crush, I mean uh, ruby crush, uh, tomato that we're kind of sneaking onto the market this year. Some uh, uh, Charles was saying, well, uh, or some of the producer was saying, well. If you put it on the market now, you won't be able to use it as a rodeo tomato. I said, we have kind of steered away from using uh, small-fruited uh, cherry tomatoes as rodeo tomatoes because people expect the rodeo tomato to be a big tomato, oh, okay. big, nice tomato. So, uh, what people are those? Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, The HN 968 went over pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that was years ago. Years and years ago. Years and years ago. Back in the good old days. I can tell you exactly when that was. That was 2009. Wow. Almost 10 years. Yeah. (laughs) That's depressing. All right. 308-8867. Go ahead and finish them. But anyway, if you're uh, thinking about what you'd be doing in your vegetable garden, uh, I've got... uh, uh, Calvin Finch's uh, fall tomato article that appeared uh, two weeks ago, I guess. 
It's on plantanswers.com, and it, t- it kind of gives a step-by-step uh, description of what what needs to be done uh, for the fall tomatoes. And if you do... And that's on plantanswers.com under the topics of the month in red. It's the first one, and it's labeled as Finch Fall Tomato Art. Now, if you follow the recommendations, uh, I know there's a number of gardeners that have planted their fall tomatoes already, and they're they're doing fine, even with the 110-degree oh, heat. Yeah. Jerry keeps reminding us all that's not the heat, as long as you water them. Water. The water. And that means a pre-planting watering so that the soil is basically... The whole bed is uh, soaked, and then it also means in this kind of weather is uh, basically you're watering them every day. Right, right. And I alternate between my drip irrigation and then a handheld hose the next day just to make sure as they're getting their root system out there. Just These are getting sure it get twice water. a day. Huh? These are getting it twice yeah. a day. Yeah. Trace is talking about these that are in this even in the four-and-a-half-inch reservoir. So, so you get that's... Uh, that the tomato with all that top small root system is using up a lot of moisture. I think we got a question coming up, but all right. While well, uh, he comes up, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Looks like a snake in there. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Did you have a question? Oh, can we ask it on the air? Did yep, I'm going to take that as a no. Uh, all right. Well, on a lighter note. Yeah. Um, Ruby crushed. Yeah, 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 yeah. One way or another, I'm going to have some this week. If the booking's not ready, I bought all the little baby ones Aww. that were available. And I, so, I was going to say, too, if you're, you're lucky and you come here to Millburgers, you might be able to get yourself some surefires, too. I'm looking for That's forward. on the booking, so that... So my, I hand wrote on, if my booking is ready, ship. If not, then send me this one, this one, and this one. of the uh, Lavaca, Roma Surprise, and uh, the Ruby Crush in six-pack. I don't want to bring the six-packs, but I will if I don't get my booking early enough. So when will folks know? They can call on Wednesday, say? They're going to probably know when, when I know when the truck pulls up. Okay. <laughs> um, hopefully Tuesday. Okay. So they just call. Call on Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday is convenient for us seniors. Yeah. Because that's senior discount day. It would be. Uh-huh. So I should have some one way or another this week of those Good. three. So it might be worthwhile. And then Trace is going to mention the plant of the week, which is outstanding. It might be worthwhile to come by on Tuesday Check out the tomato situation. Look at this plant of the week uh, because you'll like it. And uh, also, if you're a butterfly garden, uh, the, the uh, tuberosa, the native uh, milkweed, is on sale. And it's a, nice, it's a big specimen with, with blooms on it. This is the largest specimen I've seen in a nursery. And then, of course, the tropical milkweeds here, too. And those one-gallon milkweeds in front of us are on sale. Yeah, that's what it is. As well as the tropical. Till tomorrow. Tropical yeah. is too? Tropical is too, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's a great no wonder they're, they're nice and big, too. Yeah, they're very big. 344 in the one-gallon one container. Yeah. And uh, we're, as far as the eye can see, 
Uh, we have all kinds of choices from Firebush, Lantana, Penta. Uh, what else we got? Mexican Salvia, Lantana. Oh, Calvin was Mexican asking about. Marigold, Copper Canyon Daisy. Dwarf Ruelia. Calvin was talking yeah. about yesterday. Do you Please. see some out there? There's some out to the left. Uh, I think okay. it's just pink left until we, we should get some more in later this week, though. Okay. Skullcap. Yeah, that uh, Dwarf Ruelia are blooming, really blooming up a storm all over the, all over the city. Great ground cover. Both can do it, use it both in shade and sun. And a deer, they're deer nibbling at it now that it's droughty. They don't like it, but uh, if you're, you're especially if you if you're watering it, uh, they'll be nibbling at it because there's a lot of a lot of dry stuff out there, and they like something with a little moisture in it. And you were pointing out yesterday, Trace, and and that's where I noticed it. Like for instance, behind Calvin, there's an empty spot. And in the empty spot is a, uh, a sign that says this is a Saws water saver plant. Yes. So, yeah, people are taking advantage of the uh, of the coupon and then the savings and working them together to get an even better deal. That's another thing they can look at on Tuesday or whenever they come by is the, that whole display. Every single one of those Saws coupon plants is in a s- single display so that you can kind of look and miss and match before you buy, and that's what a lot of people do. They kind of cruise, look at that. They can eliminate, they eliminate a lot of the things that they don't want to look at so that they can come and look at the bigger selections yep. of the ones they do like. And uh, get your, make your plan. Um, and there, are, there are requirements to, to qualify to get that coupon. What do, you, what do you call You get it a rebate or is it a? I forgot what Mark called it. Yeah. Um, it's a $100 uh, but, voucher. That's yeah, you get, you're, getting voucher. A, you're getting $100 towards whatever you buy. Um, but you, you do have to uh, remove the turf or kill the turf with Roundup. Uh, cap, cap a sprinkler yeah. if there's one there. So there's, there are some requirements. But the these, are, com- these are some pretty nice plants. These are some plants that we might, most of which we might pick for, you know, one of our complaints in the past has been sometimes that no, no horticulturists in their right mind would pick uh, a lot of the plants on they that. They did a much coupon. better job this oh, year. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, I think they're getting better. They're, plus, they're getting the input from the participating nurseries like uh, Millburgers. And, uh, the com- they they want to accomplish a couple things. They want a low-water-use landscape, but they also want a successful landscape, and they want a landscape that... Is attractive, and I think they're getting they're getting it with this coupon program. Plus, they extended it. I mean, it's a longer program. Oh time. yeah, instead of, instead of having like a spring one and a fall one, yeah, uh, they made just uh, one that most of the plants will be accessible. Can we, did you have a question we can ask on the air? Okay, here we're going to give you the mic. Thinking of putting in some bougainvillea beside a small back porch, and wonder if there's a flowering type that's taller. Or if they're just like in the pots there and they spread, is there something that kind of bushes up and then goes about a foot and a half in the air and then? No, no. not really. You'd have to encourage it to do whatever you want it to do. Stake it and and whack on it and. Well, that answers that. Yeah, and they do. I've got some that are pretty much upright, but like Trace says, you you do the slight. You don't top, top them like we normally do. You. But you might take some of the side branches off and maintain that central. So you just aim them. They don't really climb. They'll go up. Right. Yeah. 
All right. You can when they, when they first start. Right. You bet. Thank, Thank you. you for coming. Good luck. All right, 308-8867, by the way, is the number. You're welcome to come by like this man and ask your gardening question in person. We encourage that. We encourage you to call, too, at 308-8867. All right, so where were we uh, where were we talking about? I don't remember. All right. Well, the, well let's Tomatoes, well, he's the thinking program. About and then, there's, uh, Jerry and I were talking about a, kind of a, a special plant, the old Mary Mum. But the, oh, yeah. yeah. Marigolds that are in... Perfect shape. That was, that was. I have to give this. That was one of the best promotions I think you ever did. You think so? That and Larkspur. <laughs> My God, I never saw so many people come in when you started talking about those two things. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's been hard to find them though. Last in the last few years, I mean, we had not especially not, in the right condition. Yeah. yeah not b- numbers like they were back. When the promotion was, we went, we want to get the marketing trend of everything has to be in bloom. That's and I, I never ever get color spot had all the marimums. And that, that's the key to these. These are sturdy plants. They're uh, eighteen inches tall, big buds. Yeah. Uh, and you put them in the you put them in the garden like this, and then they're going to be. They're going to be big. That's why they were called Mary Mums. They, they got huge, covered with blooms, and they don't. They're already setting blooms in a little teeny container. They're not going to yeah. take advantage of that soil situation like these will. So there, that also controls nematodes. Uh, if you plant them thickly, in other words, you know, if you plant them, what would you say? Uh, 12 inches apart. He's big guys. He's big guys, 12 inches apart. And uh, let, them, let, let them stay there till, uh, till October, November. And uh, they will also uh, trap, trap, trap. And they also, I think it's after, after a couple of months, they begin to secrete a, a, uh, something from their root system that actually kills nematodes and the advantage is jerry at the planting them now you kind of you're getting uh the pressure from spider mites is going to be reduced as time right, passes right. and then the shorter day they respond really well the short day right so they bloom better in short days than they do in spring so if you miss miss marigolds and these are big you, Trace, you don't remember what that selection is. Uh, I want to say it's Discovery, but is it just that was the first one? Was that the first one? Yeah, Discovery. Discovery. Um, and, what, and these are what African or American? Yeah, hybrids. yeah. they. So some some people call them the original terminology was African marigold, and then uh, they changed it to American marigolds. I don't know what they call them now, just marigolds, I guess. But anyway, they're uh, they're here. They're, they're really showy, and and especially around Halloween. The the uh, uh, farmers used to grow those and and sell them for when we were doing our testing out at Versa Farms. Uh, the people would come in there for All Saints Day and buy those buy those uh, and actually dig them. Dig them and uh, 
put them on the graves. That's actually the real plant for Dia de los Muertos. Right, right. It's the you know we've we've Americanized the the mum to it, but right. that's the real one. Is that the original? I, I didn't know that. Hmm. All right, at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Trace, what's the uh, plant of the weekend? Well, we're going to do Phoenix flocks. Mm-hmm. So we've got some beautiful specimens, uh, contract grown for us in four and a half inch pots. They're two ninety nine. Some of them are already blooming. So the one in front of us, uh, it's got what three bloom spikes. It looks like a couple two two more coming. So yeah. This is a, a, a wonderful perennial, and it's not like uh, most of the other summer phloxes. It's far more disease resistant. Doesn't mean it won't get a problem, but it is less likely. Uh, and very, very fragrant, which I've been told because I can't tell. No. But, yeah, uh, we've like, sniffed this one to death. Yeah. There you go. And it, the fragrance <laughs> um, is like lilacs. I mean, it's as close as we're going to get to lilac smell here in South Texas. Uh, so come to the nursery and check that out. See if you don't think that, agree with us, that that uh, smells like a lilac bloom. The neat thing about these, uh, they're in smaller containers, four-inch containers. And so now, and they're cheap enough and small enough that you can use them as a bedding plant. Mm-hmm. You can plant them as a bedding plant, and they will reward you for years to come with those, uh, uh, what is that, uh, lavender-colored, what, what color is that bloom? That, uh, pink. Pink bloom. That's a, the white trim. Yeah, yeah my wife, my wife calls it one of the pastel the pink. pink. How about yeah. that? Yeah, it's not overwhelming. It's not pinky yeah. purple. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said yesterday. <laughs> pinky I didn't purple. I want to say that again. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and the, that, I pre, I, uh, it's great that uh, Mayberger got these grown in these two two inch uh, four inch containers. So people can use them in their in their planting beds as 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 bedding plants. And don't pass them up as they're great container plants too. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and they no, are. And normally they're in in gallons, then gallon containers because they they want a big plant with showy blooms on them. But if you put three of these in like a whiskey barrel size, absolutely, that'll do. It'd fill up pretty quickly and. Uh, you wouldn't be. I mean, that spectacular. You're saying you've got one, or the parent, the parent plant. The parent plant of these, uh, I, I watch it all year for the last couple of years, and every it's it's because they fertilize the dickens out of stuff out there. But uh, every time I go by it, I want to stop and take a picture. I mean, that's how showy it is. Thank Just you. Solid, solid blooms on that thing. So uh, it's a great plant, and uh, this is the first uh, first time I think that it's ever been that I, I can ever remember that it was ever available in a four-inch container. Did you have y'all ever gotten any? I, I think one other time. For from the same grower. Yes. Okay. All right. But that's a great great uh, value added to this this wonderful plant, and of course it's a Texas superstar. So we've got them here at the nursery, uh, Trace Bart and a bunch of them. But we've seen this one, and we've seen other plants just sell out. So come on out and pick one out for yourself. Or if you uh, uh, want a few, you can call the nursery at 497-3760, 497-3760, and they'll put some aside for you. 
Trace, what else do we need to? Well, Jerry was was uh, talking to that guy. We should have some uh, rubies this week. Oh, did, uh, did they make the? One way or another. So either my, my contract grow is going to start coming in, or I bought all they had in six-pack. One of the two is going to happen. <laughs> so they are on availability. The, the small six-packs, yes, which I really didn't want to do. Six-packs? I didn't. I, I didn't really yeah. want to do it with the heat, but uh, if they're no. not going to have my others ready, then those are going to come. They weren't supposed to grow with those in six-packs. Well, I'm going to have them. They just don't follow your orders anymore. There's a tomato, to be well, tomato grower right you know, there. They may have put them in that to stick them into a gallon later. Oh, maybe so. Maybe so. Hey, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the children's gardening workshop at Millburgers. If you missed it this month, guess what? We do it next month. And the best place to go to find out about all the events at Millburgers is MillburgerNursery.com. Not only will you find out about the events, you'll find out what's on sale at Millburgers, like fall tomatoes. Chosen to do well in our area, these tomatoes that are on sale have a history of doing well in fall in San Antonio. You can choose from Tycoon, Celebrity, HM1823, Valley Girl, Cherry, and more. Now just $1.68 in the four-and-a-half-inch pot. Millburgers has perennials on sale. Are you ready for this? One-gallon perennials on sale, just three forty-four. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Texas Sage, Theralis, Gold Star Esperanza, Mexican Bird of Paradise, and much, much more. So head on over to Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. I'd like to introduce you to Karen Bagwell of Blue Rose Christian Counseling, specializing in anxiety, depression, relationships, trauma, OCD, and grief. Karen, death is a normal part of life, but sometimes people get stuck. And it's not just in death, but even a loss of a job, a relationship, or even their health. At Blue Rose Christian Counseling, support is a big part of the healing process. So how do we find your help and support, Karen Bagwell? Call me at 210-264-2565 or bluerosechristiancounseling.com. Attention job seekers. The Lackland Air Force Base Chapel is seeking a multimedia and graphic designer. Applicants will be charged to manage all aspects of the Lackland Chaplain Corps website, including all print media, PowerPoint, and media shout projects, plus other assigned multimedia projects. An associate or bachelor's of arts is preferred, but certification in graphic design will be considered and a background check is required. Learn more on the community calendar at 930amtheanswer.com or call Staff Sergeant Bibikin at 210-671-2259.
Schlitterbahn Water Parks. Get discounted tickets at Schlitterbahn.com. If you or someone you know suffers from cataracts, glaucoma, astigmatism, or other eye ailments, Quicker Solutions is hosting a free informational seminar Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday on a revolutionary neutral product that's been in Japan for over 18 years and is new to the U.S. Learn how some can see without glasses within 20 minutes of taking this natural product. To learn more and for free samples, please find the I Care Naturally workshop near you. Register right now at IWantEyeCare.com. That's IWantEyeCare.com. Joe Walsh knows why we don't look into voter fraud. Why is the left, why are they so afraid of investigating voter fraud? You know the answer. Because I know the answer. Because they know voter fraud is real. That's why they oppose the most commonsensical thing you can imagine. A photo ID when you vote. The Joe Walsh Show. Weeknights at 10 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Wick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and our phone number is 308-8867. You can call or be a part of the show. At, uh, come on by and visit with us as well. So I did some research here yeah. on watermelon and f- found an article from uh, 1879. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's what it says. It's from the Alabama Pioneers, I guess, uh, newsletter. How to tell if a watermelon is ripe. Here's advice from 1879. And the first thing it says is, uh, uh, let's see, uh, where is it, where is it, where is it? The infallible method, infallible sign. Here's a quote. Now let me give you and readers an infallible sign by which to know a fully ripened melon. When the melon begins to change color inside and its seeds turn black, a small black speck, scale, or blister begins to appear on the outer cuticle or rind. Okay. This was from 1879. You're giving me a funny look. These are multiplied and enlarge as the fruit matures. Blisters on the outside of the rind? It's so it says. A ripe melon will show them thickly sown over the surface. A partially development only indicates half-ripened fruit. A full crop of blisters reveals its perfect ripeness. I don't know what the blisters would look like. I don't, I don't I've either. seen that blisters. When hundreds of melons are strewn along the sidewalks, you'll have to elude pretty sharply. I guess look was what they meant. Look pretty sharply to find uh, one that exhibits a satisfactory... Uh, wow. Blistering. You, thank you. <laughs> thank that you. Uh, sounds like something that, that I, I or somebody that was selling them in their roadside market was... T- Telling people so they'd buy the the, blister the fruit that looked really crummy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, but it is unfailing when found, and by following this guide, you may walk away with your melon with the most entire with quick confidence. The blister is only to be seen upon close inspection, but is plainly visible when that is given. Let's see if they give us any other. No, that's the only. Yeah. So, I don't know what they're talking about. Of course, they didn't take any 
pictures with their little phone, their phones back then, did they? No, they they do have pictures of people eating watermelon on the uh, on their porch, and they look Is like that, they're enjoying. That's the only thing that they recommend, or they didn't talk about the yellow belly and all that stuff. No, I was disappointed. Now. Oh, the thumping. Yeah, let's see. Well, I'll I'll look and see if I can find any more. Hmm. Uh, so. I don't know what they could be referring to on that blister. Now, you know, we know we we always talk about a color change. Right. But that... Are they now growing what, blister-free what? melons? Uh, maybe so. Maybe, maybe nobody so. wanted. Maybe it's an Alabama thing. Maybe so. Okay. It rained so much over there. <laughs> it rained too much over there. All right. If you can add to this and tell us, remember we went back to the... Nobody you called mean us. those folks that... We're back there if in 1879. You, if, if you were there in 1879 and you know this to be true, you call us at 308 8867. Do they know how to use the phone if they were born in 1879? 18- oh, sure, sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, so did you want to talk about what the man came up to talk to you about, or is that a private thing? Um, he, can... was just, he was just saying hello. Oh, okay. Cool. All right, 308 Oh, he had. He, oh, yeah, I remember. He had. Uh, he had some growths on the bottom of his uh, live oak. And uh, the leaves? No, on the on the trunk, right before it goes into the ground. And uh, and uh, I told him that that's just a common occurrence. He got a bunch of li- old live oak, old live oak. And uh, I said you could remove them, but uh, they'll probably grow back, and uh, they're not going to. Remove the growth, not yeah. the live oaks. Yeah, remove yeah. the growth, yeah. And uh, so. You know. I told him just there is just a uh, process of the, of the tree. We were just talking about how successful the, the um, uh youth bug program was. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some uh, other programs that are coming up that are uh, look pretty desirable too. The um, our friends at the uh, uh, Garden Volunteer, yeah, Garden Volunteers South Texas, and then the San Antonio Water System and the Trinity Glen Rose Groundwater Conservation District are sponsoring a landscape design workshop, and that'll be Saturday, August 12th. And it's from 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m., so it's a half-a-day program. And it's at El Daco's restaurant at Dominion Ridge. That's a new El Daco's restaurant out there, a really nice facility. And it's right uh, on the I-10 uh, frontage road. Uh, a great program. $30 per individual, $50 for two people from the, the same household. And they'll co- they'll cover all the topics that uh, you need to cover here. In the San Antonio area, they've been a very, very successful in their uh, design school. They're gonna, you know, xeriscape doesn't mean all rocks, and you want to have a design before you buy your plants. And they're gonna emphasize working with your property rather than just a, you know, kind of a general paper plan. You want to relate it closely to your property, and you also want to relate it to your needs, your interests, and your willingness to uh, work in work in the landscape. They're going to have, uh, you'll get a lot of great handouts, and it'll be a good program. So uh, if you're interested, that's Saturday, August 12th, 
8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. It will be held at El Daco's Restaurant at Dominion Ridge in I-10, and again sponsored by the Garden Volunteers of South Texas and the Trinity Glenrose Groundwater Conservation uh, District. Go to the uh, Garden Volunteers, uh, www.gardeningvolunteers.org, and you'll get all the information that you, that you need. $30 per individual, $50 for two people from the same household. Rich is on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hey, Rich, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Pretty good, Milton. Uh, listen, I wanted to ask Jerry a question because he's older like I am. Uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerry, I was born in Nebraska. We used to have a thing up there, a plant up there called musk melon. Do you recall any of that? Musk, M-U-S-K, melon? Yes. That's another name for cantaloupe or... or uh, Honeydew? Uh, that's another... Or, or, they, get, they call it musk melon. I'll tell you what they look like. Uh, some of them could get to be five inches around and about 12, 13 inches long. And they tasted like cantaloupe. They were a light... Uh, light orange color, and boy, were huh. they good! But I, I haven't seen any for so many years. It isn't funny. Yeah, but there's a lot of there's a lot of different varieties, varieties. yeah, and common names because we called we called a musk melon in Minnesota, Minnesota too. A lot of different selections and uh, uh, do they still have them? Um, well, they're sold they, as cantaloupe. Yeah, they mo- most people have started calling them cantaloupe now rather than muskmelon. There's something that's not the gra- a great marketing name, I guess, muskmelon. Right. Yeah. Compared to cantaloupe, well, cantaloupe is sharper. They, they, and, they, they, they were delicious. Honest to God, they were so good. Oh yeah, you just they, the, now that that's back when you had buds, taste yeah. buds. Yeah. I bet anyway, the tomatoes tasted better back then too, didn't they? Yeah, they didn't have the quarter-inch skins on them. <laughs> the uh, when when you when you bring it up on the internet, when you bring it up on the internet, the first thing that comes up is uh, is cantaloupe. Yeah, and uh, you, you can. Still I tell you, I tell you what you might want to do uh, is go to some of these uh, heirloom uh, seed seed company. Yes. And see see if they've got a elongated cantaloupe or elongated muskmallow. Yeah. Uh, that that shape should uh, yeah. help they you identify the variety. Yeah. Uh, would they survive down here, Jerry? Oh yeah. Be tougher the grow. They grow hundreds of acres of them. Over in Lubbock and. Yeah. And the valley, the valley used to grow a lot of them too, and the Uvalde. In fact, I'm, I'm uh, surprised uh, that I can't see them anywhere. Well, they're they're not that elongated shape anymore. They 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 made a more rounded shape, probably okay. for shipping purposes. But what yeah. I'm saying is, if you want to get the same variety that that uh, that you that you grew and ate as as a youngster. Go to the heirloom. Go to the do a search for heirloom. Uh, heir, heirloom varieties or heirloom uh, vegetable variety, 
okay. and then and then go ahead and read the description of uh, the the cantaloupes that they have available, and uh, see if uh, see if one some of them uh, match your description that you remember. Now I will tell you before you go to all this trouble, then you can grow some. They're not going to taste like they did forty years ago, okay? Or fifty years ago. What are they going to taste like now? Uh, they're going to taste kind of bland, not as sweet as you remember, uh, not as flavorful as you remember. Yeah, it's going to burst your burst your bubble. Yeah. Yeah. It's just just like uh, black diamond watermelons, you know. Yeah. People, that's that's a big deal. Every everybody used to eat black diamond, and I did too in Tennessee. I remember. They you yeah, remember used to have black diamond watermelons, and then as a kid, they'd go out and bust them open and eat the heart out and all that kind of stuff, and get in trouble for for doing that. But. Uh, and no, no watermelon will taste as good as, as as the uh, circumstances back in back when you were a child like that. Hey, I wanted to tell you something that you might have done too when you were a kid. Uh, my buddy and I used to walk along the railroad tracks, and in Omaha, and uh, we used to find these uh, honeydew melons growing there. Right. Alongside yeah. the railroad tracks. We, we used to go down there in the morning just to have them for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Now, were they small? Are we talking maypops? No, they were, they were, uh, boy, they were bigger than, uh, I would say, about seven, eight inches around. They were big. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And they were light, light uh, cream colored. Huh. Uh, they were, they boy, they were delicious. Anyway, I huh? figured they fell off the train or something, the seeds or something. And, yeah, probably so. Uh, for miles and miles, you could eat them. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Rich, yeah. I'll ask here if they have anything, but if you go to Amazon, too, and just type in muskmelon seeds, you'll see things ranging from cantaloupe, nice round cantaloupes, to banana, muskmelons. Oh, which, is that right? Yeah, so they, they've, they've got lots of choices. Uh, they're not too, The seeds aren't too expensive either. Uh, they're less That's than $10 good. for 100 yeah. So, yeah. Rich, did you eat watermelon, too? Yeah, but not uh, not as much. Mostly muskmelon, because my dad raised them in the uh, uh, garden beside the house. There you go. How did you know when the watermelon was ripe? If uh, you were picking up the muskmelon. Or, just, well, just both. By, just by the size. Okay. Did it, did got, it, some of them got to be uh, 12 to 14 inches long. Well, do you big. remember? Do you remember if the if the muskmelon that you had came off the vine uh, when it was ripe? In other words, yeah. I mean, when you would pull it, would it would it come off the plant easily? No, it was kind of hard to come off. Okay, to. okay. You know, regular cantaloupes, uh, they when when they're really ripe, they'll uh, the stem will detach from the melon. Yeah. So I just wondered if those old uh, old varieties did that. No, we used to have to take them off the vine. Okay. But, um, but we okay, thanks for calling. Thanks, Rich. All right. 
Bye-bye. All right, that'll free up a line at 308-8867, 308-8867. When would Rich plant his muskmelons, by the way? You could plant some uh, in August. Oh, really? If you wanted a fall crop. Cool. Okay, I'm going to go look for muskmelons now. I got I got one watermelon. I still didn't I didn't take a picture, but we hadn't eaten it yet, man. No, I know it's it's smaller than a cantaloupe. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Give us a call and be a part of the show. Yes, sir. Oh, we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Give Carlo a call at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the children's gardening workshop at Millburgers. If you missed it this month, guess what? We do it next month. And the best place to go to find out about all the events at Millburgers is millburgernursery.com. Not only will you find out about the events, you'll find out what's on sale at Millburgers, like fall tomatoes. Chosen to do well in our area, these tomatoes that are on sale have a history of doing well in fall in San Antonio. You can choose from Tycoon, Celebrity, HM1823, Valley Girl, Cherry, and more. Now just a dollar sixty-eight in the four and a half inch pot. Millburgers has perennials on sale. Are you ready for this? One gallon perennials on sale, just three forty-four. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Texas Sage. Theralis, Gold Star Esperanza, Mexican Bird of Paradise, and much, much more. So head on over to Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Hugh Hewitt says we can't look to Democrats to help fix health care. Obamacare's death spiral continues. They can't just throw money at this. They've got to reform it. They've got to change everything. Yeah, compromise is possible, but I don't think Democrats are interested in compromise. They want power back. They're not sincere. So the Obamacare fail is the Democrats' bill failing. It's Chernobyl, and they want to blame Chernobyl on the Republicans. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt, and there is nothing worse than being a Steeler fan and owing the IRS money. My dear friends in San Antonio, you do not have to face this problem alone. Tony Ramos is the San Antonio tax debt relief attorney. If the IRS is getting ready to take money out of your paycheck, call Tony Ramos. If your bank account is frozen, call Tony Ramos. Don't wait for the IRS to call you. Call San Antonio Tax Debt Relief Attorney Tony Ramos. 210-558-2834. TonyRamosLaw.com. Hello, I'm Randy Adams from LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. But let me take the fear out of your next purchase of an automobile. Go to HassleFreeAutoBuying.com. Let me do the negotiating and make sure you get the most out of your next trade. That's HassleFreeAutoBuying.com. We're talking with Mike Robert of Robert Custom Homes. And Mike, what kind of homes does Robert Custom Homes specialize in? Robert Custom Homes truly specializes in luxury, hill country, custom home living. You know, we build everywhere, Canyon Lake and north of that into Blanco, down to the south side of San Antonio and out to Seguin. You know, part of what makes the beauty of our custom homes is the fact that we have an ASID certified interior designer on staff to produce the finest interior design elements available today. Our first meeting is usually at our office to get to know each other, make sure we're going to work well together, and then generally it's a visit to your land. We want to see your land and the layout, and then usually some of our model homes or our properties or clients' properties that are open to us to use as well, so we can show customers exactly what we mean by integrity, quality, 
a distinction. For your custom home, go with a home builder that reflects integrity, quality, and distinction. Robert Custom Homes. Mike, how can we reach you? You can reach us on the web at Robert. That's my last name, R-O-B-A-R-E.net. Robert.net. Galactic Greetings to thee. I am David Grimillion on a continuing mission to help you get your geek on. Saturday night at 11, 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Get your geek on with Dave Grimillion on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. On 9.30 a.m., The Answer, 308-8867, 308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Jerry's answering a question from a, someone who didn't want to be on the air, so uh, we, that gives me an opportunity to remind you that if you come up here, you know, just want the question answered, that's okay. You don't have to be on the air, although it helps other listeners, So, uh, but know that if you're a little shy or if you're, uh, you know, your voice will trigger the. Uh, yeah, you're on a you're, you're on the witness protection yeah, program. Yeah, you don't have to be on the air. Okay. Hey, so do you grow anything like that? Do you grow any of the melons or the? I grow. I grew cantaloupe this year. Oh, uh, did you three really? years in a row? Yeah, and it's it's okay. Um, so it's not a. I don't find it an easy p- p- plant to grow. Why? Here, um, oh, our weather. You know the uh, the hot weather. Uh, or alkaline soils, uh, but this year was this year was pretty productive. Yeah, you said you were getting a lot of them. And they taste pretty good. Yeah, they tasted real good. Now, as it gets hotter, then they get more bland. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. At least mine did. Uh, but yeah, they're fun to grow. Judy really likes them, so I, I try to grow them every year. Um, they take a lot of space, which yeah. is a, which is another issue. So if you got but uh, some people I've seen do them successfully in a, a big, like a half whiskey barrel size, and then have a trellis kind of, and uh, then, you know, they'll still go over the, the sides and everything, but it helps make them a little more efficient in space. Cucumbers are especially successful that way. So they climb up the trellis? They can, yeah. And the, fruit, the, the fruit, fruit is heavy. Yeah. So you, uh, you can... Uh, a lot of times the fruit will be on the surface or right under under the container. But uh, you can have a few. You know, you can uh, put the uh, prop up the fruit, too. Uh, but it just uh, basically just um, gives you a uh, opportunity to kind of direct okay. traffic. But if you got plenty of space, no yeah. problem. So have you pulled yours out? Oh, yeah, I pulled mine. Oh, okay. So will you do it in the fall or no? no? Okay. Yeah. Were they sweet? You didn't bring us one? No, there weren't that, they, they weren't that many. I mean, oh. you're talking about four or five cantaloupes. Oh, per plant? Oh, per plant. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not, a, like, it's not like the You get a lot of vine. Squash. I know if, if it's anything like the watermelon, you get a lot of vine. Um, but 
Okay. Well, I'll yeah. still I'll still try the muskmelon. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of gardeners have the same experience I did. They're <clears throat> they're okay, but it's a uh, from year to year, the numbers and the quality uh, is is different here. It's not like uh, further north or you know Panhandle and those areas where it's oh consistently pr- pretty good production. Okay, Maybe. they have plenty of land to roam on yeah. Panhandle. Yes, sir. Uh, another another program uh, we've been announcing, and this is probably the last time we will. If you're interested. Uh, in joining a Master Gardener chapter, receiving the training, the Guadalupe Master Gardeners are going to start a class on August 8th. I believe it's on Tuesdays uh, from 12.30 to 4.30 for 14 or 15 weeks. And the idea, it'll be in Seguin, and the idea is you receive the training, you graduate, and then you uh, get the opportunity to do your volunteer service, and you do work on... Uh, horticulture topics, projects in the Guadalupe County area, and they help us a lot of projects, South Texas Home Garden and Environmental Show and Mm -hmm. a lot of other things. So it's an active Master Gardener chapter. You learn a lot. It's fun. You get to work with other Master Gardeners. Gives you something if you got some volunteer, if you got some time and you like gardening, you learn a lot. So check that out. It's uh, for more information, go pretty quickly, though, to the Guadalupe Master Gardeners. Uh, to look for them on the web, and they'll tell you about uh, the program, what you have to do to register. There is a fee, $190 for the the training. You do get lots of handouts and a, a handbook. But uh, it's a great organization, and uh, if you're especially from Guadalupe County, but you don't have to be from Guadalupe County. You can be... Uh, a lot of counties they're close uh, to Seguin where the training takes place. So, uh, uh, if you want more information, again, Guadalupe Master Gardeners and uh, the class that's going to start on August eighth. Yeah, and you and if you haven't been part of either that or the Bear County Master Gardeners, you can uh, talk to some folks that are, and they'll tell you how much they enjoy it. It makes a big difference in their world. Um, so, uh, yeah, check it out. All right, 308-8867, 308-8867. I mentioned that you had a call or you had somebody who wanted to talk to you but didn't want to be on the air. Right. Did you want to discuss what he was talking about? No. Okay. Secret. I know. <laughs> Sounded like it. Yeah, they. he had a 30-year-old lawn, and uh, it was weird. It, was, it, it wasn't died out it like a fungus circular uh, disease would. It was just, it had clumps of, of, looked like healthy grass, but they were clumps, uh, clumps and bumps all over the, all over the lawn. So I, I, I think if, I think he, he could have had some, some root rots in there or something. And was it St. Augustine? That, but I never had seen that pattern on a lawn. Was it St. Augustine glass? St. Augustine. Sh- shade, shady or sunny? Uh, afternoon sun. So I I, uh, I recommended that he uh, replace it with uh, Floor Town, St. Augustine, and uh, you know, and, and he wanted to know if if Milberger did that. So I called Trace, and uh, 
he said they they sell the grass but they don't install it but they had at the register inside the house inside their office here they have a list of people that do that uh-huh. that install the grass so you know, he, if you got he if you can got get a, the grass here and, and get it installed by somebody else. Yeah, if you got two two weeks of a hundred degree heat, uh, and you've got a lawn that's got any kind of problem, you know, maybe San Augustine decline or the shade is you know the trees have grown over the top of it, even those those fungus diseases out there, you're going to really see pick, take your choice of what could be causing all and all those things together were kind of probably causing problems in yeah. a lawn like that just the amount of water i saw a lawn uh and they they did their once a week watering but it had a little bit of a slope yeah and they're uh they're they didn't quite water long enough i didn't i didn't think well he showed his front lawn and it's perfect, perfect. so it's, it, he's watering right yeah and the the grass that's alive, I mean, it's the weirdest thing. It's just clumps. I'll be darned. Of, of, of live grass, just like measles huh. of dead spots, so to speak. But it's not rounded like the take-all or, or, or uh, uh, brown patch or any of those types of things. It, it, no, no pattern to it. I'll be darned. So, and, but uh, it was 30 years old, huh? Yes. It's old. It's old. I, I guess that could be uh, uh, St. Augustine decline in a lawn that old. Could be if it was, yeah, a co- combination of all those other yeah factors. What we're talking about is a virus disease. Really doesn't usually kill a lawn outright, but it just slow on that. Ha- yeah, a lawn that has it just can't doesn't respond to watering. Doesn't respond to fertilization. Right. And certainly does respond to drought uh, and shade, so it's uh, it is a it's a major factor in just a general lawn health. I've got a problem with my lawn because it's it's brown all over. Yeah. All the front yard and backyard is con- it's consistently brown, and the floor tam and uh, and everything is brown. So is mine, but my water bill is not very high. <laughs> Should I spray that with a fungicide, no. or, or what should I do with that? Spray case? that with a, a water water hose there once a week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not, and it's always amazing to me that, you know, like the Bermuda grass on the boulevards. I mean, it's like it's there's no grass there at all. It's, it's soil, and uh, if once the rains start, you know, it'll be four days, five days, it'll be covered with Bermuda grass again. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a choice. And I'm doing if you, a drought study on my And your, <laughs> yours is, you got shade. You should be able to get funding for that. Shade and uh, uh, floor town. Yeah, it's, it's interesting well, when you let it, when you let it dry like that. Uh, in my front yard, I've got oak trees that shade about half of the front yard. You can just see exactly where you the shade You can exactly, is. see exactly where the shade is yeah. with, with that grass. That becomes it, an, a real advantage. Yeah. Uh, you moan and groan about the shade when when you're, uh, a little, you have plenty of water. Yeah, a little, little bit helps, helps a lot. I got a email from Jerusalem. 
Israel. Wow. Uh, uh, Barbara Gingo Gingo said, uh, several years ago I purchased a bucket full of very large bubs that had been dug up from someone's large garden and was told that they are crinums with no further description. From what I've seen online, they match the description of of the grindum with the long, floppy, mid-green leaves. Since crinums are not commercially available here in Jerusalem, I was happy to buy them and plant the, planted some of them directly in a relatively sunny spot in my garden and some in large pot in the shade. Though they've all sprouted leaves every winter and early spring, February and March, approximately zone zone nine to ten, so they're they're milder than we are. By summer, the leaves are gone, and what's left of the stalks are covered with some horrible white fungus or other disease bug. Now, when she said the leaves are gone, that made me think that she she didn't have a crinum; she had a had some kind of rain lily. Some kind you know, of where the leaves disappeared. Some kind of lily, yeah. Uh, unless, unless they're reacting. Yeah. Now, crinum are from South Africa, aren't they? Yeah. 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 They're, says, and they're pretty invincible. Yeah. She said, uh, Nemo, Nemo, let's see. Ne- Nemo did uh, seem to get rid of some of the stuff for a while when when the leaves were still pres- present, but not for long, and none of the bulbs have ever bloomed. They get regular but very <coughs> sparing irrigation during our blazing hot summers with no rain whatsoever. None of my other plants seem to be affected by this disease or whatever it is, and I do have a number of successful amaryllis bulbs, uh, including uh, uh, Lycoris and etc. Any suggestion? I'd really like to save these bulbs and and nurse them good health and flower. So I sent that to Greg, and I said, do you think that's... uh, do you think that's truly a a, uh, a crinum? And he says, uh, crinums can get thrips that mar the foliage. Just cut back and water. It can get virus, and it can get red streak fungus when wet and humid. It goes away. <laughs> Anytime crinum foliage looks bad, just cut it off, fertilize, and water. Hey, Jerusalem, you shouldn't get We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and we're ready to talk gardening with you. Just give us a call, 308-8867, 308-8867. The lady from Israel responded to Greg and said, that white stuff on the leaf doesn't look like any of the problems you mentioned. 
But in addition to their regular watering, I'll treat to the, them to some fertilizer, get rid of all the diseased leaves, and hope for the best. So uh, uh, I don't I don't think that the thing's going to die. I just can't figure out that that foliage going it sounds like here and every. What is that scale-like insect that you we talk about all the time? That uh, fluffy mealybug. Mealybugs. Yeah. But she she didn't describe that as a as a bug, but maybe she doesn't. Yeah, I mean most like most people don't the first time they see. And sticking sticking with the crinum uh, information, I got a note here from uh, uh, Diane Kaufman of over in uh, Cal- in Kaufman County, spelled the same way her last name is. They must have formed their own county. She said, "I'm a master gardener from." Kaufman County Master Gardeners have attended attended many of your classes. I think you're the person to uh, to uh, to direct my question. How do I keep the bulbs of crinum lilies for our Master Gardener intern class in, in September? In order to get them donated, we must dig them up now. Shall I just dry and store, or, or shall I plant them in a soil mix with one in one gallon pots to hold them, or do you have do you have other suggestions? We're going to use them for our propagation class on bulb chipping. Uh, we have just been informed that we have to dig them up on Saturday. That's today, or yesterday. yesterday. And so we wrote her back. It said. Uh, Forrest wrote her back first, said, uh, Diane, this information from Greg Grant Crownham produced huge water and food storing bulbs below the ground, which make digging old, old clumps a major chore, I'll say. I've, I mean, that's an understatement. The good news is they never need dividing unless you want to propagate more. If so, trench around the, the trench around the entire clump Covering all, a series, a severing all the roots with a sturdy sharpshooter before trying to pry it from the ground. Once out of the soil, use a hose and hose and nozzle to remove the soil from the roots before dividing the individual bulbs. Some crinum multiply quickly, and others hardly at all. You can tell how many bulbs there will be by the number of necks protruding from the ground. As crinums have year-round roots, it is best to replant them immediately and not let them dry out. It generally takes them about a year to settle back in. Looks like you need to pot them. Uh, that's what Greg wrote uh, in a previous uh, write-up. And uh, I... I uh, I forwarded that on to Greg, and he wrote back, Stored dry would work, or even better, heal them in someplace in compost, in a large pot, or even planted in a big temporary hole together. The beauty is they, they are going to die, regardless of how you handle them. So I hope she got her information on time. We... We got it back to her before Saturday, so uh, it sounds sound like to me they need to be healed in. Yeah, or even I like that idea of the 
some compost in a one gallon container. Yeah, yeah. To keep it to keep it moist yeah. around the root system. Rather than just letting them dry. I was just gonna give the number again. Three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free, it's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I come across my email from Charles saying that the deer are eating my vinca. The Whoa. deer are eating his vinca. That's impossible. Another myth dr- broken. What does Neil Sperry say? I haven't said, uh, he said deer won't eat him. I what? Uh, well, deer doesn't do a lot of well, deer, deer talk. No, it, it hasn't been the person that is saying the most vehemently that it Deer will not eat minka is sitting right here with That's us. right. I've never said that. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I, call, and I put out the call for people that had, yeah. had, had ever had a vinca eaten by deer. And anybody? And, lo, and little beknownst to us, our Charles right here in the nursery uh, stepped forward and actually sent a picture of uh, a vinca that had been eating a deer. We can we can definitely say that they're a least preference food for deer. I guess we can. That's a shame. Say that, but we ne- we, well, they, we never say you, that they you, always won't. You seem so happy when you would just say that deer won't even touch vinca. I know. You put vinca in Our the yard. Deer. They won't even come near the yard. Yeah. How many times? Wait a minute. <laughs> I think I've counted 412 times. He has asked me, "Have you?" Pointing his finger at me. Have you ever? Ever experienced? Vinca being eaten by deer or having a report, and I had to, had to admit I'd never have. <laughs> and uh, I thought we were on to something. And there. you've had Vinca, right? You I've had Vinca, Vinca yeah. You Vinca? Well, the, another, another one I have never had experience, but others have, is uh, Iris, which surprises me more, uh, surprises me more too, that, that uh, for some reason they generally don't eat Iris, but... Uh, We've had reports where they've taken some iris. But in a drought like this, all all bets are off. Um, and uh, that's why we were asking, too, yesterday of how long Charles Venka had been in place because any kind of new plantings becomes fair game. You know, they just are curious or it's it's been at the nursery. They've generally been growing fast and they're... The toxicity is less than than after they've settled in, but that's the thing about vinca. The vinca are not fast growers. They're not like a zinnia or yeah. a marigold that take take off. They they're pretty potent in their chemistry. No, you won't. oh, maybe it's maybe it's just as I mentioned, Milton. Maybe yeah. it's just false news. Think it's fake news. Fake news put out there by Big Vinca. <laughs> <laughs> um, I learned something yesterday. What did you learn? You know how you shouldn't leave a, a child or a pet in the car on days oh, like this. I don't them? know if I want to hear this. Yeah, uh, there's something else you shouldn't leave in the car. Uh, a candy bar? No, plants. Uh-oh. Oh yeah, we you yeah still, we talked about. Uh, I bought the shrimp plants, and I thought, oh. and I put them, yeah, and I thought, okay, I'm just gonna put them in the, in the, you know, by the passenger side, and and even the shade, and uh, yeah, I got to the car. Now they perked up. Oh man, they look pitiful. Yeah, like a shrimp plant will come back. Yeah, it did, but I thought, okay, yeah, that makes sense. 
because it's a hundred gazillion degrees in the car with without any air, and I guess they sweat. And they, you'd have been better to just put them. In, were you in your truck? Yeah, I just put them just in the put them back. Yeah, you'd I should have. Just I do all the, the time here. I've never had anything taken. No, it wasn't that. It just seemed hotter somehow. Oh, yeah. In the back, the air and wind. Yeah, the wind, the circulation. Yeah. So, just FYI for you guys out there, when you if you go shopping, you may want to get your plants uh, home. Quickly or get them. Well, what's the, what's our? Uh, but it did perk up. Winter. Our, our, winter, our winter plant. Uh, that. Uh, oh, cyclamen or the. No, um, the one in, that we carry inside. Poinsettia. Poinsettia. Yeah, that we've always we're always hearing about examples of people getting it at the store and then going out into like in Minnesota they'd go out into the cold air on the way to their car and. Oh yeah. Nail it or. Or go put it in their car, just like you did, and mm-hmm. go on shopping and come back. Ah, I wonder why that died. <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing how resilient that shrimp plant was because yeah, they're, they're I just watered the heck out of tough. it when I got home and tried to drench it thoroughly, and it just perked right up. But it was, oh, it just looked terrible. It was all droopy. and uh, Anyway, 308-8867, 308-8867. Carolyn is on the line. Hi, Carolyn. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. How are you? Good. What's going on? I planted honeydew melons this year, and um, on part of the row I planted some saved seed from a honeydew that I bought at the grocery store. And one of the plants produced a elongated melon that does not look like the round honeydew melons. Wow. So I was calling to see if you might help me identify uh, what that melon might be. Well, that's, that's probably a... Now, now, that's the one that you saved the seed of, right? Right. Okay. It, that, that's that's a, probably a genetic throwback to what we were talking about that to that guy earlier. Yeah, you the remember must, he, yes, he was talking the about his... Melon. The the muskmelon are uh, and they are all in the same family. Uh, I bet you that's just a genetic throwback to that. Uh, was it? Did you eat it? Or, yeah, that's or what I want to know. Well, <laughs> I gave it to my brother-in-law because I don't like. Um, Wait don't a minute! Like you don't because you don't like your brother-in-law. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I love my brother-in-law. Because yeah, you don't like they, they eat, Yeah, they eat cantaloupe. I like honeydew. Uh, so I don't okay. I don't know what it's like inside yet. He's gonna he's gonna show me when they cut it okay. open. When, so when's that gonna happen? Sir, I th- I think it's just a genetic. Uh, is that, a, is that a, did they do the, um, well, like you know our seedless melons, where they where the actual plant is produced by a hybridization? Yeah. I can't imagine they do that as as much though with cantaloupe and honeydews and things. Aren't they usually a the ones in the stores? Are they are they a, a, usually a hybrid like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're all hybrids. So that because our like our zinnias, of course, right. do that. You'll have seven, eight different forms of zinnia from the parents if you let them reseed. I tell you, I tell you what. When when you, when your brother-in-law uh, eats this melon, tell him to save the seed. I are will. Y- are, are, are y'all both? Are y'all both? Are y'all both here in San Antonio? 
No, we're in uh, between Giddings and LaGrange, way out in the country. Oh, my goodness. Say it in Lee County. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, save yeah. this. Uh, what would be interesting is to save the seed of that elongated melon, and, and see what uh, happens next it, year. And if, if it's good, if it's good, and then and then replant some of that seed either either this fall or uh, next year, and see if you have the same type of melon produced. Hmm. That would uh, that would be interesting. I'll, I'll do that. And if it's good, right. and and we we may get you to. He's sending some seed for that fellow that yeah. called in and yeah. wanted to go see it like he used to. He's chomping at the bit right now. He's 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 yeah. listening and going, "Hey, where is this lady? I'll go. I'll drive to her house now." <laughs> right, I hope, right. So, I hope the yeah, brother-in-law I, hasn't already determined that it's yeah. no good and been tossed. Yeah. We smelled it when we picked it. Um, it's kind of hard to get on the ground, you know, to get that low and smell it. But once we harvested it. Um, it did not smell like a cantaloupe. I mean, it had huh. hardly no um, no perfumey odor. You know, like the cantaloupes usually have a real strong scent. Right. The good but, the good ripe ones do. Well, right, the, the, right. It's tough. It's tough. Right now, it's tough to get a high quality cantaloupe because of the, the three weeks hundred degree weather. Right. Uh, the la- last ones I got were pretty bland. And you didn't, yeah, you well, really my, didn't smell any fragrance off of those. My honeydews yeah. are just becoming ripe, and, and they're getting really sweet with the heat. You've oh, t- good. You tasted it then, huh? That's good. Uh, okay, well, thank you. Okay, hey, save, save that seed and see what happens. Tell us and let us know. Right, tell us what he says, too. We want to know if it's tasted good. Okay, thank okay. you for calling. Okay, well, thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Carolyn. Bye-bye. Sure, thanks. Bye-bye. All right, 308-8867, or if you're listening like Carolyn, it's a I guess. small world. Yeah. Well, we have nice callers, nice listeners who call in, and and uh, so she'll save the seed, I bet, and if the brother-in-law hasn't done anything with it, and we'll find out. There you go. See, we helped another person here. There you go. He'll have his musk melon. And, right. Maybe. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of a lot of connections. Yeah, I know, but, you know, we're all about connections. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, 308. Oh, yeah, all about somebody else's connection. Yeah. 8867, 308-8867. Uh, got a note from somebody in New Braunfels, and he says, in this 100-degree weather, should we be watering palm trees? And uh, uh Forrest writes them back that if the trees are well established in the ground two years or more, they should be fine. If they have been in the ground for less than two years, I recommend that you water them near the trunk so their original root ball gets the benefit of the moisture. Do this about every two weeks. That's quite a bit. On palms. Hmm. I've never even... Never well, even thought yeah, about know, they're, watering. They're supposed to go. Palms are supposed to go dormant in the summer. Yeah. Now, so uh, yeah, but, I don't, I don't but, know. I, I don't know about the moisture levels around. Uh, far yeah. as narrows it down to a newly planted palm. You know what is uh, surprises me? That's happening. Um, the uh, pe- in my neighborhood, people are getting frightened of the palms close to the house because of fire. I don't quite understand. I guess it's the the fronds fronds, that that hang down. Yeah, something. There must have been some fire. The palm leaves that hang down. Yeah, it must have been some fire someplace or 
something that has got everybody all freaked out. Uh, one of the uh, arborists, was, you know, they're all, the, the guy was working in my yard and people were stopping and saying, hey, come and look at this palm. I mean, if, if it's right close to the house, I guess that would be quite an issue. But they're, and of course, the arborists hate dealing with palms because yeah. of the weight and the sharp edges. Oh, and, yeah. And the unpredictability on those things. And people, people like the look of palms, you know, when they're growing out and when the, when the bottom dead leaves have been removed for years and years and years. But then when they plant one and they don't want to fool with those, those sharp edges of, of a palm uh, leaf and and uh, and the stem, uh, they just leave the leaves. Maybe that's what they're concerned about. Yeah. And they, so that you end up with a bunch of brush, I guess you would call it, up and up and down the stem. And if it's close to the house, it's possible that. Uh, I'll bet. I'll bet it. I uh, you're probably right. It's related. You know, we've had all these fires, um, forest. Fires in kind of weird places right. in the sh- near the shore and everything, and I'll bet, and I'll bet there's uh, that there's articles out there saying you know, protect your property and make sure these things are taken care of. So if there is a fire, it won't get your house. But um, I've I've never heard of a palm Causing dying the fire? from no dying from lack of water. No, so, so I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I, I don't think it. I don't think it. I don't think it'll do any harm. Uh, but uh, forest is erring on the side of, uh, uh, especially a newly planted palm. Yeah. Because remember, with the history, we at the botanical gardens where they just could not resist watering the newly planted palms, and they ended up with rots. Right. So. It's easier to kill them, kill them with water than it is to yeah. kill them with drought. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call and be a part of the show, 308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the children's gardening workshop at Millburgers. If you missed it this month, guess what? We do it next month. And the best place to go to find out about all the events at Millburgers is millburgernursery.com. Not only will you find out about the events, you'll find out what's on sale at Millburgers, like fall tomatoes. Chosen to do well in our area, these tomatoes that are on sale have a history of doing well in fall in San Antonio. You can choose from Tycoon, Celebrity, HM1823, Valley Girl, Cherry, and more. Now just a $1.68 in the four and a half inch pot. Millburgers has perennials on sale. Are you ready for this? One gallon perennials on sale, just three forty-four. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Texas Sage. Theralis, Gold Star Esperanza, Mexican Bird of Paradise, and much, much more. So head on over to Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Verde Road. 
Are you a caregiver? If not, chances are you know one. Every Sunday, tune into Caregiver SOS On Air. Each week, nationally known gerontologist Carol Zerniel and veteran broadcaster Ron Aaron explore the issues faced by people caring for older loved ones. Together with their guests, Ron and Carol offer help and hope. Learn more this Sunday evening at 6 on Caregiver SOS On Air. Presented as part of the Caregiver SOS program by the WellMed Charitable Foundation and heard right here on 930 AM. The answer. Have you seen a family divided over property after losing a loved one? Have you known someone who spent months or years fighting in court to receive the property that was left to them? Unfortunately, I often see families fighting in probate court. Wouldn't you like to avoid this situation? I'm Charlie Weisinger, board certified estate planning attorney with Weisinger Law Firm. At Weisinger Law Firm, we can help you put a plan in place that avoids probate so your loved ones never have to set foot in a cold courtroom. Many times that plan includes a living trust. Let my team help you achieve peace through planning to ensure your family won't be stuck fighting it out in court. Just call 210-308-0800 and we'll help you get a plan in place. We're located just north of San Antonio in Selma, Texas. So call me, Charlie Weisinger, at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800 or weisingerlawfirm.com. Weisinger Law Firm, peace through planning. Don't miss Movies by Moonlight each Tuesday evening at Travis Park downtown, 9.30 a.m. The Answer and the City of San Antonio invite you to join us each week for a great family movie. This week, catch Zootopia. Free entertainment starts at 7.30 and the movie starts at dusk. Don't miss Movies by Moonlight Tuesday evenings at Travis Park. Brought to you by Brooks Academy, English Language School, University Health System, Cricket Wireless, Southwest Exteriors, and Dave and Busters. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-461-8937. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-461-8937 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-461-8937 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-461-8937. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Hey, if you've been thinking about replacing that slippery old tub with a safe shower, uh, then Safe Showers and my friend over there, Bob Williams, are the, the place to go check them out, and uh, he can help you with that. They've been doing this now, gosh, almost 10 years. At Safe Showers has been doing this, and if you talk to them and hear the people's uh, comments about Safe Showers, uh, they love them. They love the product. They love how uh, Bob treats them. Uh, they love the service. 
service they get, how quickly the change comes. Uh, so you can uh, go check them out and uh, check out the showroom. I'm going to give you the phone number so you can call them first thing in the morning and uh, talk to Bob and say, hey, I heard Milton talking about you. I want to see what this is all about. It's 655-1111, so you can picture that, 655-1111. And uh, call Bob over there at Safe Showers and uh, let him just answer any questions you have on price, on time it'll take, and then he'll tell you where the showroom is. It's just about, I think it's on Gatecrest, which is just about four miles inside of Loop 410 on Perrin Bidal, so it's conveniently located. The uh, showroom has everything that you'd want, that you can see. Uh, but yeah, that make that change. If you're ready to make that change and uh, uh, you see the necessity of it, whether it's for you or a loved one, uh, give Bob a call at Safe Showers, 655-1111, They have some senior specials going on right now, so uh, now's a good time to call. Just learn more, 655-1111 for Safe Showers. Hey, Scrubby's on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hi, Scrubby. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh, I'm on top. Uh, Good. What's going on? Uh, look, I've, I've got a couple of uh, sagos that need to be uh, moved. Uh, they're in pots, big pots. They're huge things. And I need to put them in the ground sometime. I don't have to do it today, but I can do it. You know, is it, uh, is it all right to transplant those things or plant them in the ground during this kind of weather? Or? I guess this in, would uh, be the best time on yeah. sagos. Oh, really? Yeah, it won't hurt what the about? plants a bit, but it'll sure hurt the person yeah. doing the planting. <laughs> but the, the, uh, yeah, I'm, an old, yeah. I'm an old, I'm an old iron worker. They don't bother me. <laughs> I just run in. All I right. Just, I just run in there and get a hold of them. Uh, All right, it, uh, just yeah, tie look, the leaves up, you know, to cut cut some of the bottom leaves off, and then tie the leaves up so they won't. Yeah, uh, you can you can put them in a in a wagon sheet or anything like that. There you go. There you go. But uh, should I? How do I prepare the hole? Should I make it uh, any bigger than the little? No, uh, you make it just as I, big as the yeah. root ball is. And basi- basically, yeah. they they can sit on the ground, so you just make kind of a indentation rather than a, the normal deep you're right oh you don't have yeah. you don't have to bear, you don't have to bury it up to its neck huh no well well i you well, leave about an inch or inch and a half or, or two inches maybe above yeah you're not going to have the original original root okay so you got it in a container now how big is the container uh, it's uh, it looks like it's about twelve, fourteen inches across, and it's uh, you know, better than a foot deep. So, and the uh, and the plant's sticking another foot out of it. So it's it's you know, it's a hundred pound plant for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, those things are heavy. I don't, I, I would I would only dig it a uh, foot deep. Yeah. Because well, what about a lot uh, of times leaving it a lot in of that times pot? Set them. Bury the pot. No, no, I don't think that'll work. I, I okay. Bear the pot. He said it. It's a plastic it in the pot. pot. Is it, yeah. It's a plastic pot. It'll never grow out. Of the, the roots no. will not grow well out of the pot. You can. A lot of. Hopefully, you can just cut it off. Pot off, but if you yeah. can't, yeah, you can just if it's plastic. Oh, I can, just cut, I can get cut it, it off. off. I, I know all about that cutting it off. Yeah, I get okay. it. Okay, good. Yeah, so, uh, it should be. 
I want another thing. Remember, uh, remember when you plant it that it's going to get bigger, maybe two and three times bigger than it yeah, is now. Well, I, I, and I'm, so I'm keep putting, it away from sidewalks or places that it can get too big. I'm, I'm putting it in front of my neighbor's window. Oh, wait a minute. So, the bigger, the better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm just, you don't I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm trying to build me a berm or hedge out there, you know, on the road to keep okay, my, okay, okay, keep, keep, keep my little lot from sliding downhill like everybody else. That'll be that'll be good. That'll work. But just remember, well, it's going to get two and three times bigger than it is now. Let her grow. I'm planting oaks all around it. Okay. So, uh, uh, about the uh, spider mites, are they active in this uh, temperature? Oh yeah. If you if you got any kind of spider mites or not, they're doubling their population every three days, two to three uh, days. I figured that. Well, look, I I bought some uh, spinosad to spray on them. Is that any good, or should I just no, give up no, on them? nothing nothing is any good on spider mites at this time of the year, uh, other than the garbage can. That's that's why nah. we tell people if you got spider mites, put. Uh, on tomatoes and things like that, pull them up and uh, get rid of the original inoculum, and then start with uh, young plants. Well, can you? Uh, what, are they, what are they on? What are they on? Well, uh, I think they're on everything I'm trying to grow out there. Everything I spray water on, you know, everything I irrigate, they're they're okay. eating up the eating up the blossoms. Anytime a little bloom comes up, anything tender, they get right in there and make a little ground nest out of it. Oh my goodness! You what must, is you it? Must, spider mites. Yeah, what's the plants? There, anything uh, he's well, growing. I've got a, tomatoes, tomatoes, okra. Uh, uh, you know some uh, herbs like uh, rosemary. They even seem like they're. I believe that's what they're in. But uh, yeah, yeah. Is there anything they're, they're, systemic you can do in the beginning when you got a little transplant? When you can you uh, put some in the soil? A little. Uh, no, not not really. Rate. That works. We've got some. Uh, uh, we used to recommend a systemic insecticide at planting time, but uh, uh, that that was mainly good for aphids and things like that. But uh, on spider mites, we we haven't found a a good systemic that works on spider mites. Well, and you. Can- Systemics you generally can't use on food crops. Well, that's true too. Yeah. Oh, is that um, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe that's Can why you? my my kids were all naked when they were born. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> I was, uh, on uh, on rosemary, sometimes you can. Um, I guess you could dip them, or or you could <gasps> cut the tops off and get rid of the tops and. And uh, Re- it'll regenerate re- from re-grow. the bottom. Yeah, and that that one you might be able to cu- cu- cure, but the the okra and the tomatoes. Um, no, they, they I don't seem know. to be in there. I can't, you know, I can find where they there's evidence of them, and I can spray them. And then I I even cut a limb off, and I put it in a white bucket, and I thrash it around, and I knock them off in there. I could see them, you know. Yeah, my, yeah, you got them thick. Yeah, I do, I, and I think I've had them for a couple of years. I may have to just move. I'm going to check and see if my neighbor's got them. I'll move over there. <laughs> well, 
It does make a big difference. When you pull the plants, you discard them, you put them in that, uh, I don't know if you're in San Antonio, you can put them in that green recycling can or put them in the garbage and then yeah. get the weeds out of there, any kind of plant cover that's close. Uh, uh, this, this has been a great, great summer for uh, uh, drying things out. Yeah. Well, would, it, would it do any good to uh, rip all them tomatoes out of there in that oak? It looks like it's, you know, it's crying for help right now. I can't irrigate it enough. So I think I'm going to rip all that out. Would it do any good to uh, solarize that right now? What would it eliminate if I solarize no, it? No. What you do when you, when you rip everything out uh, carefully, you know, rip it out and then put it in put it in a garbage sack or, or a garbage can or whatever, and get rid. You get rid of the original inoculum. In other words, the the population. You get rid of the population of mites, and then. Uh, but as far as spraying the soil or anything, uh, you you'll have some mites come off, but. Uh, the main main problem is is the inoculum. Now I, I don't think a spider mite. In other words, after you put it up, if you want to wait for um, seven to ten days before you replant, that any that fell off or flew off or drifted off uh, should be dead by by then, and they won't multiply. Okay. Well, is there, any, uh, is there any uh, is there any is there any market uh, for those things? Can we grow them like I've got them and sell them? There, I don't. I they, don't think so. You, Every, everybody's you, trying. Everybody's everybody's trying to get rid of them. Well, to be, they're too small to eat. Well, they 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 putting gardeners out of business. I know that. Oh yeah. Well, too, yeah, they're it's bad. Too hot to, it's too hot to sit here in this chair. I'm gonna have to go and. Look in the fridge. You guys take a break and take the afternoon off. I appreciate all your help. Okay, thank <laughs> Thanks, you sir. for calling. Appreciate it. All right. You. All right, well, we'll take a break right now. 308-8867. <laughs> and go to the fridge? Yeah, something like that. 308-8867. More of Milberger's Garden. You must have a watermelon in the fridge. Ooh, that'd be nice right now. 866-308-8867 for uh, long distance. And uh, we'll be back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the Children's Gardening Workshop at Millburgers. If you missed it this month, guess what? We do it next month. And the best place to go to find out about all the events at Millburgers is MillburgerNursery.com. Not only will you find out about the events, you'll find out what's on sale at Millburgers, like fall tomatoes. Chosen to do well in our area, these tomatoes that are on sale have a history of doing well in fall in San Antonio. You can choose from Tycoon, Celebrity, HM1823, Valley Girl, Cherry, and more. Now just a dollar sixty-eight in the four and a half inch pot. Millburgers has perennials on sale. Are you ready for this? One gallon perennials on sale, just three forty-four. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Texas Sage. Theralis, Gold Star Esperanza, Mexican Bird of Paradise, and much, much more. So head on over to Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Verde Road. 
If you or someone you know suffers from cataracts, glaucoma, astigmatism, or other eye ailments, Quicker Solutions is hosting a free informational seminar Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday on a revolutionary neutral product that's been in Japan for over 18 years and is new to the U.S. Learn how some can see without glasses within 20 minutes of taking this natural product. To learn more and for free samples, please find the I Care Naturally workshop near you. Register right now at IWantEyeCare.com. That's IWantEyeCare.com. Hi, Rose. Thanks for coming over for lunch. Come on in. Uh, thanks, Linda, for having me. Wow, it smells like garlic in here. Are you trying to ward off some vampires? <laughs> Not at all. I recently read an article on the health benefits of garlic, so I'm trying to add more into my daily diet. Why don't you just take Kyolic Aged Garlic? What's Kyolic Aged Garlic? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract is the number one best-selling odorless garlic supplement on the market today. Notice I said odorless. Oh, really? Tell me more. Not only is Kyolic organically grown, but it's aged for 20 months, creating beneficial compounds not found in fresh or powdered garlic. Is there any research? Can you believe there's over 750 published scientific studies that prove aged garlic extract reduces many cardiovascular risk factors and supports overall immunity? So where can I get Kyolic? Kyolic aged garlic extract is available at fine health food stores everywhere. Check out their website at kyolic.com. Make the call before you fall. It's time to call Safe Showers. Your tub is nice but slick as ice. It's time to call Safe Showers. We chose Safe Showers because they explained in detail everything their installer and master plumber would do and did all they said they would do in only two days. We took our first safe shower on the third day and loved it. My goodness, it's so easy to keep clean, and the 4-inch curb on the skid-resistant floor makes it so easy and safe to access. Look at Safe Showers. They're local, with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Replacing bathtubs and shower walls with a beautiful system is what they do, and they do it well. Call 655-1111 for a free estimate or a showroom appointment. For senior specials, call 655-1111. Give us a call before you fall. It's time to call Safe Showers. Safe Showers, 655-1111. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. On 9.30 a.m., the answer, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We've got, uh, we mentioned it one other time, but uh, there's a water landscape design workshop that's taking place on Saturday the 12th. It's at the... uh, El Daco's, the new one on Dominion, 8.30 to uh, 1 o'clock. Uh, really a nice facility and uh, interesting. It would be an interesting program. It's sponsored by Trinity Glen Rose Groundwater Conservation District and uh, Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. And they'll cover all the topics you'll need uh, to uh, make 
uh, plan your own landscape or provide input if you're going to use a professional provide input to get what you want in terms of your landscape way you want to look at it and environmentally appropriate uh, landscape but uh, that's Saturday August 12th thirty dollars per individual for attendees and uh, fifty dollars if there's two of you from the same uh, same household but uh, go ahead and uh, go to the gardening volunteers South Texas uh, website uh, just go gardening volunteers South Texas and uh, you'll get there and is that a dot com website? Yeah, it is. And they, uh, it's uh, gardeningvolunteers.org, I guess. Right. Yeah. Rather than yeah, dot, right. dot org. Um, and all the information will be there, and you can uh, RSVP. That's August 12th, Saturday. All right. 308 8867 is our number, 308 8867. We got a question from a fellow that said his Weesatch trees didn't bloom this year. Hmm. This year did I noticed the Weesatch trees around San Antonio did not produce their usual yellow flowers and scent. I checked several areas uh, throughout the winter and spring and only saw a single tree that bloomed quite, quite early. Is this common? We had a relatively mild winter except for two days in early January that got below 20 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, Forrest says, this can, this can be attributed to the January freezes which killed the flower buds. Yeah. I think there were more that bloomed than he saw, but I'm with Forrest on that one. I think that uh, that, that was certainly cold enough to, to reduce the number of blooms. Um Another event, if you're all out there, uh, you really want to get serious uh, about gardening and using, learning more about gardening and using your gardening knowledge for good causes, you might want to consider uh, the Guadalupe Master Gardeners are starting a course on August 8th. It'll be every Tuesday for about 15 weeks from 1230 to, to 430 p.m. Uh, it'll be in Seguin. And uh, there is a charge for the class, $190, and you get lots of lots of handouts, including a, a handbook. Um, but for more information, check that out at the Guadalupe Master Gardener website. And uh, it's going to start the 8th, so you want to, if you're uh, thinking that you want to try for that training, you need to register as quickly as possible. Uh, I was looking over... Gardening, gardening things to do at this this weekend or this week for the last week in July, and uh, they're talking about uh, mowing the lawns at the recommended height. Now, what is the recommended height for my dormant grass, Calvin? Should should I leave brown grass tall or should I mow tall brown grass off? Well, he's. He's giving incorrect information again because his brown grass is not growing. But there probably are a few weeds in there that are are growing. No, the weeds are not even growing. The weeds aren't even growing. <laughs> it's so dry. Yeah. I And my, my poor horse herb is just Oh, yeah, the horse herb is gone. long gone. Well, what I, I uh, mow every two or three weeks 
because it it does it look gets kind of ragged looking when yeah it's yeah dormant yeah. so and it look it looks much better right after the mowing and it lasts quite a long time but uh yeah i think jerry both jerry and i agree that you uh you just continue mowing at the height san augustine is uh, relatively high three and a half inches uh bermuda grass one and a half inches. Uh, one of the issues is with Bermuda grass is that people mow it too high, and then it it does not uh, look well, and it doesn't compete as well as when you mow it down at one and a half inches. So easier grass about two inches does fine too. So anyway, Neil Neil says uh, letting grass grow taller does not improve its summer durability. Well, my my grass is is not in, it improved that durability. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, use but a lot it's, less. But it's not growing any taller, Melton. You use so, a lot less gasoline too. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it, it weakens the grass and allows weeds to get started. That's what you were talking about. But uh, just keep mowing. And uh, another another. Uh, job that he gave and that uh, I don't know if I agree with or not. It said deadhead perennials to remove spent flower heads and seed stalks. And uh, you you deadhead your zinnias, right? Or uh, you just let them fall? I kind of I, I do some, but I kind of when I, I let them go further than you normally yeah. would. Because I, I want the seeds to form. Shatter, yeah. And the, yeah, so you got, they reseed themselves. Also, the uh, birds love them, uh, the lesser goldfinches, cardinals, uh, the Inca doves, they're all in there feeding on those zinnias. So there there are some advantages to let them go a little further. But but uh, deadheading on zinnias is, is, probably, is a good idea if you want to yeah. maxim, maximize blooms. Now, Neil says you do not need to prune crepe myrtles to remove fruit. Now, I don't know if I agree with that or not. Uh, of course, you, you granted, if it's a tall tree, if it's a big tree, not practical. You don't you don't need to to do it. But if you've got a smaller tree that you can reach all those uh, seed pods from the ground, remember remembering that. Uh, uh, the the crepe myrtle blooms on new wood. So when you cut those seed pods off, I've done this before. It 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 uh, it dis- it destroys the apical dominance, in other words, the growing point of the of the crepe myrtle, and makes it makes the side shoots sprout from uh, from the buds right below where you cut the seed pod off. And that, in turn, blooms. So the sooner you can get that thing to sprout and grow, it looks like to me, the sooner it would come back into bloom. And maybe the key there is you don't have to, but if you're, if you're looking to maximize blooms, it appears uh, to contribute to maximizing bloom. You know, Jerry, we're still getting some calls on folks that whose crepe myrtles are not, not blooming yeah, and of course I go through the whole our whole detective. Are they in the sun? I had one that uh, they just got through talking about how many 
wonderful big trees they had in their yard. <laughs> and then I said, are you sure it's in full sun? Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can see the sun from that area. Uh, and then uh, and this, and these were foliage. You had a lot of new growth, he said, in foliage. but And it was a lavender color, which is the, usually the easiest yeah. to get to bloom. Um, so... I don't know that there there's a lot of issues out there, but I I still on that one, I I kind of thought that it might be the the sun was the key factor. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a it's a multitude of problems that cause them to bloom either late or or not bloom at all. I asked too about the pruning. Yeah. Some, some people pruned. They, uh, I've seen people prune late and sh- try to shape, uh, you know, and when when the buds, bloom buds or the new growth, yeah, take most of that new growth off, then you don't get much bloom. And just just remember, they bloom on new growth. So if you look at your crape myrtle and it doesn't have new growth, what is it on peaches? We talk about. Uh, uh, yeah, there. If you can. So many inches of, of, of new growth every Eight. year, or you add more fertilizer. Yeah, 18 inches. A lot of, a lot of uh, and peaches can be a real issue. issue if, uh, peaches and, uh, well, I was going to say peaches and crepe myrtles are a lot alike in terms of that bloom. But Yeah. And we've, ta- we've, talked, uh, we've talked a little bit about the, uh, or uh, we brought up earlier in the show, uh, in the, several weeks ago, the idea that uh, for some reason we haven't been talking much about fertilizing crab myrtles. It just kind of slipped through the cracks. But uh, when you when you consider that they bloom on new growth, and new growth is stimulated by fertility and and water, of course. So uh, the fert- ferti- fertility of uh, of crape myrtles need to be examined uh, to see. We start need to start recommending, uh, especially in the early spring. We also fertilize your crape myrtles. Emphasize what wonderful seriscape plants crape myrtles are. Yeah, that's right. And then we, and then a lot of a lot of those that aren't blooming, you go see they're in kind of this bake. Baked soil and then they've right. never been watered. And then when it's it's not bad with like the last two years, but when it turns to this kind of weather, then you're not going to get uh, new growth and you're not going to get bloom support unless you do give them some water. Yeah, they they will live. There's escape plants in the fact that they live if they're established, but uh, because they're just hanging on. And not stimulating new growth, they they have a tendency not to bloom as much. You you know that that uh, that they bloom that they bloom on new growth because if you come to the nursery uh, when they have have crape myrtle sales or or any time that you're buying crape myrtle at the nursery, they're in five gallon contain three or five gallon containers, and they're full bloom, and a very small plant foot. Three feet tall, four feet tall, and they're in full bloom. So you wonder why. Well, that that crape myrtle. Well, that's crape crape myrtle is blooming out on the tips. That one, that lady standing by right there. Uh, 
if you look at that gray myrtle, it's not blooming on the shady side, and it's blooming toward the toward the base of the tree. Uh, so I would imagine. However, you would think that that thing is uh, is getting plenty of water with those plants underneath it that are being watered all the time here at Millburgers, and you would think it would be getting some leachate out of the uh, or leaching of nutrient elements out of the out of the pots on that particular crape myrtle, but it's not anything like full bloom. No. So, but but it's it doesn't have uh, an abundance new of growth. new growth either. No. Now that one is a typical that 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 could be forty, forty years old. Oh and, yeah. And the shade trees around it have grown in forty years have grown much taller, and are providing a lot more shade. So. So why isn't that crape myrtle blooming there, in full bloom, trays? Well, it was blooming earlier in full bloom, and now it's... Was it in yeah. earlier in full bloom? I see okay. seed pods up there. Okay, okay. So you weren't very observant about six weeks ago. No. <laughs> well, what's going on, Trace? Uh, not not a whole lot right this second. Got plenty plenty of tomatoes left. Um, good selection of color. More and tomatoes coming next week, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we'll find out more about those. But uh, if you're eager, I'm going to suggest if you're eager to find out what they've got, call on Wednesday morning. That'd be okay. Sure, they can call every day if they want. Call every day. Ask for Trace. I won't answer. (laughs) You could ask for every anybody here. They'll be happy to help you. Yeah, so you got plenty of tomatoes. So the hope, if things go out right, I will at least have some of the new tomatoes. Uh, Lavaca and uh, red ruby crush, crush ruby and surefire. No, it wasn't surefire. Roma surprise. Roma surprise. So one way or another, I'm going to have those in some size or another. Next week. Just next week. And we've got the step-by-step procedure on planting them. Uh, that Kevin's wonderful fall tomato article is on plantanswers.com on the topics of the month. First listing on there's called called Finch Tomato Fall Tomato article, so you you can follow that step by step. You can also uh, let's see. I I don't know. Are the children's garden have they planted their tomatoes yet? <laughs> they but, haven't started the fall one yet. No, oh, they haven't. Okay. No, I think he was just trying to get people to sign up yesterday. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, under that, uh, we hadn't mentioned it in a little while, that on the topic of the month, the last topic of the month, which is a permanent topic of the month, is what's happening at the Children's Vegetable Garden. So you can look look in that, and it's got pictures and, and, and basically an outline of what to do step-by-step step in the fall to, uh, when you're planting tomatoes. So uh, we've got plenty of information on how to plant. We've got the best uh, heat-setting varieties over here. Uh, now, uh, we say these are heat-setting varieties, but the temperatures uh, have been playing around with uh, the high 80s and, and nighttime temperatures. Uh, De- Dennis from Austin sent me some uh, some write-ups uh, showing that uh, that. Uh, I think I think it was in Austin 
that they had some 90-degree night temperatures. So, uh, but that's not a big deal if the tomatoes don't set fruit when they when you first put them out, as long as they got water. But oh, look at this guy! Brought my hat back. No, uh, I think it's been dirty. How did that sweat uh, get he, on? He him? must have wore it. Uh, yeah, I, I did. Oh, he but didn't. but uh, the uh, in, anyway, you want you want the, some of the blooms to drop a little bit, uh, so that the plant can get established. And don't don't be concerned that your plant doesn't really take off and grow vigorously. Uh, when you first plant it because it's establishing its root system. Remember, the key to fall gardening is keep the plant moist, and that that, that may mean watering every day uh, well, because you can't let the plant dry out. It can take the heat. It can't take the drought. All right, got about 30 seconds left, Trace. Which which can you add? Uh, Phoenix flocks. Mm-hmm. Plant of the weekend, beautiful perennial, on special for two ninety nine. dollars Great size, great color, smells good. Come buy some. Yeah, there you go. That easy. And, again, we want to congratulate Mary Duke here at Millburgers. Great job on the uh, kids' gardening class on insects. And uh, everybody had a good time. If you want more information on those upcoming classes, whether it's for adults or kids, go to MillburgerNursery.com. MillburgerNursery.com. Again, uh, thanks to everybody for being a part of the show. Thanks to Carlo back at the station for getting all your calls on the air. Guess what? We're back here next Saturday and Sunday here at Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And you can listen to us right here on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.